0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more
1: shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Okay, back to the Break It Down podcast. Yeah, I know it's been a minute, but it's been uh, been kind of busy. I got a bunch of other things going, and Break It Down's always morphed, you know, as it went along. Anyway, so the quick version of this would be that a. Break it down is the only thing that I do where I, nobody else depends on me, really. Like it doesn't involve other people. And so I try to say yes to every awesome thing that I can possibly do that's creative and cool. And then whatever's not pertinent or persistent or that matters enough, you know, it's the thing that doesn't get done. And that's, that's the way it goes. In this case, it's the easiest to, to uh, make sure I do everything else that involves other people. And break it down is just the thing that has to go toward the end. But it's something I really love doing, and I appreciate you guys, if you're still here, still have this in your feed, or still hearing my voice at all. I really, really appreciate it, and I've always really enjoyed uh, the way we talk on this show and the kind of things we talk about. That When we first originally did this show, it was about Emory and breaking down Emory's songs and going through, you know, details of music and lyrics and recording and stuff like that. And that was probably the most biggest numbers and most popular thing that people still ask me about all the time. So now that we've got the labeled podcast covering other music and Bad Christian does, is a pretty diverse thing we do over there. Uh, and we have Emory Land, the Emory stuff going. That's a private Discord server. And the way we're doing things on Twitch with Emory, it's now a perfect opportunity to uh, take some stuff that we're doing with Emory Land and just kind of fuse that with Break It Down. Because that's a big point of Emory and being on Twitch and stuff like that is just to kind of expose our process and break down the barrier between what is created and how it's created and do it in like long form content so that it's not so much uh, a distilled down 10 tips on how you record or, or something like that. It's you just, my experience is to learn anything that you are interested in. You just want to be around it and look over people's shoulders and interact and ask a question once in a while for hours and hours and hours. And that's the, where the best and most learning has ever taken place for me. And I would think that would be true for other people. So, For Emory, we're going to spend more time breaking down our songs and we're going to go back and tell our stories and we're going to write songs on Twitch in front of people and we're going to interact and just do all that kind of stuff. And we run the whole thing out of a private Discord server and we call it Emory Land and you can find that on Twitch and all that kind of stuff. And we have a campaign now. So anybody that wants to be a member or participate commercially or buy vinyl or pay a subscription, whatever way that you buy music. Uh, that'll be fine. You can get a membership to Emoryland, and you know you can join us on that adventure. And uh, we'll be chatting with people, and I think we're going to tell stories and try to archive our whole thing. It's been, you know, we started in two thousand one, and really even before that. So not getting any younger. And there's a bunch of stories. If I don't get them out of my head, they're just going to be gone. So I'm going to go sit down with the guys once a week, and we'll either go through a song and break it down, or we will tell some stories about Emory that that will help us, you know, uh, update our selves as we look back over history and see who we've become and how the world's changed and how we've changed and what that means in music and how music has changed. I think those things are really important, not just nostalgia, but it's more like reflection, learning from history, updating yourself, realizing where you came from. So that's kind of all the things in, in my mind that are going on. I have a real strong notion to archive things at the moment or preserve them or something like that. Now, maybe it's midlife stuff, but I have enough... Vantage point to look back and still see and reprocess interesting things. So we're in the middle of writing a new album. We've got an EP that is done now, and all the people in Emoryland already have it. The general public will get it in, I don't know, basically a year from now. May 7th, 2020 is the release date. But we already have four songs done Um, that we package an EP, and we'll put out another EP in the next quarter, the next quarter, the next quarter in Emoryland, and then it'll eventually be a public album release. So I would urge you to participate in that. But even if not, we're going to go through our back catalog and some stuff like that, tell stories. And today, and maybe next time on here, we're going to actually go through our new material. Uh, We did a chat the other night online. It's very live feeling, but Toby and Devin and I went through and we discussed each of these songs. I think I'm going to cut this into two episodes. And I'm sorry for the long intro here, but the long gap has left me with a lot to update you about. And just walk you through my thinking and see if you still want to be here at Break It Down, um, which we may change the name eventually to Emory Land or something like that. I don't know, but that's what I'm going to focus on for this. Or you could just call it season whatever Break It Down. I don't know. Um, I'll process it as we go. I want the show to have a, a live feel. I want to do the stuff live with the audience and our Discord and Twitch people. Um, so we'll do a bunch of talking, but it'll have a slightly looser feel. Uh, maybe a little bit more dead air here and there and rough transitions, but I think it'll really capture the live thing that we're going to do. And we'll actually record the podcast live on Tuesday nights on our Twitch channel. So you can come over there and hang out and chat, maybe even interact, um, as we go through this process and we'll get smoother at it. So bear with me if it's bumpy at first, but I don't think it will be The, the chat we did the other day that I'm releasing in this podcast now went pretty smoothly. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Um, and we'll get our legs up on that live format and live footing. And I think it'll feel just even a little bit more electric and alive. Podcasting is the best medium I've found, you know, to, to be expressive and learn things from and engage with and feel connected to. But there's something beyond that when you do things like this and add the live element, there's even a whole nother layer of, uh, you know, feedback and real time and connection. Uh, it's a really forgiving medium. So I think it'll translate well on a podcast, uh, even though it was recorded live, but even more so, I would like to build the muscle of people participating in live events in a community that they care about and trust. I think that is a good environment for humans, uh, it, counter to the public algorithmic you know, space that people spend time on online. I do not think that is a very healthy space, but I do think the smaller trusted communities on focused things, especially live, interactive, real-time, I do believe that's healthy digital environments for humans, and I'm going to spend time trying to create more of those and learn what works there and what doesn't work there. But storytelling and music and breaking down songs always work. So uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. We'll do the first two songs on Emery's new EP. The EP is called Dead End, and you can go to Indiegogo and back our current campaign that we launched last week, a couple weeks ago. I think we have almost a, you know, we're trying to get to a thousand people is what I was saying for the Emory land. I think we're already well on our way, so I expect to be over a thousand in the next few weeks here, and that means Emory will have a stable, solid base that it can just continue on. It can will be basically funded. We'll do we'll do a record every year, and we'll make the thing transparent, and maybe maybe we can kind of secure Emory on a a good future that's very very interactive, where we're writing. All the time, and getting you know getting better at, it. I'm having a terrific time doing producing music, which I hadn't been doing for a long time, and I'm kind of back into it now, and really, really enjoying it. So, I hope you enjoy this episode. We'll do a couple of songs and go to emerymusic.com or the Indiegogo page if you want to find it there. But uh, my favorite is just if you subscribe through our website, you can, for five dollars a month. It has a three dollar month option. Whatever, a $30 vinyl package on Indiegogo. Tons of options, so whatever works for you. I'm not trying to get you into some new system, but I'm just trying to go where I want to be, which is in live, interactive space. Man, am I rambling now. Anyway, pick out whatever package is good for you, but the best one for us is a $5 uh, membership, which gets you uh, the the vinyl, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, okay, I'm going to stop rambling and then jump over to this conversation with me and Devin and Toby, where we just ramble. And if you don't like that, you're in the wrong place. So I hope you like this new music as much as I do, though. All right, let's fade in. Let's tell you what. We'll roll that theme song, and then we'll fade into our conversation. Glad to see you all again. Thank you.
0: Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down.
1: Okay, yep. first all right, first song. So we, what is it? All
2: right. First song's called "This Town." So you want me to talk yeah, about you it. You
1: take the lead here. Tell us about the song.
2: Okay, well, uh, so I had a little bit of a hard time, you know, uh, finalizing the lyrics on this one. I just there wasn't a real strong idea I had at first, and so, um, <clears throat> but I kind of had a line. The first part of the song is what was just continuing to get stuck in my head was, um. I found my fear in the ashes of this town as it burned um, and about how smoke entered my lungs suffocating me from all these lessons that I've learned. And so I I guess it kind of built around that idea of like staying in your hometown, at least for me, was something that I knew that I couldn't do. It was like one of those things where I knew that in, in a, a metaphorical way, it was going to suffocate me. It was going to make me not do the things that I wanted to do. And again, there are so many people who stay in their hometown and that's fine. I mean, there's a lot of great things about it. I mean, there's so much about my hometown that I love. I wish I, I wish I wanted more. You know what I mean? Like I wish there were some things that I wanted to to be there more. Uh, and I know everybody kind of grows out of that sometimes, but it kind of felt. To me, even when we were in high school, like when Matt and I, when we were in high school, and then when we got to college and met Toby and started doing music and all this stuff, like I still loved my hometown. I still wanted to be close to my family. But then I just, all these dreams and all these ideas started brewing in my head. And as we just kind of started pursuing those things more, it just made me realize what kind of a bubble it was. Yeah. Uh, in my town, and not just our town. I don't mean that just about Greer, South Carolina, even though there were things about the South specifically that were holding us back musically. But it was just more about me personally, my own life and ideals and dreams and all that stuff. That if I had stayed there, who really knows what would have happened? It would have been, I'm sure it would be a good life. I'm not saying anything like it's not. But let's
1: speculate.
2: Yeah, go. go ahead. Toby,
1: Devin didn't jo- leave town. Well, you said, we're going to start Emory. We're going to do our own thing. Devin says, oh, I love my hometown. I'm staying here. Where is he today? <laughs> uh, I I believe he sells meth. <laughs>
2: That's a very good possibility.
3: No, I think probably I, you would have definitely, you still went that way like I did. You went worship leader route. I think you, probably, yeah. you would have probably, you that would have been the easiest thing. But I think you would have ended up staying in that because it, you wouldn't have had, like, I believe because of Emory, we got to see the world and we got to go, oh, yeah. oh wait a minute. There's a little bit more to this whole thing. Like, I, right. I mean, it's just, and that, that's not even really shitting on the South. Like, it's just hard to know. Like, all, I mean, it like we were just talking, like I, when I was uh, in high school, I was just nervous and uh, just trying to be cool. And I was the big kid trying to be funny and all these things. I didn't have time to even think about outside of Greer, South Carolina. Like that was the, almost the whole universe to me. The first time I ever right. flew in a plane was from Seattle home. Like I yeah. never even, you know what I mean? Like I never even had flown in a plane. I'd never got the farthest I'd ever gone was Disney world in Florida with my aunt and uncle one time when I was like totally 12. So, uh, I think that's the thing. It, and so I think you would have probably ended up being in worship music and maybe liked it more than you ended up liking it.
2: Yeah, I agree. Me too. And I mean, that's, that's, that's part of the thing is, like, uh, I see a lot of the people on on Facebook and Twitch, and they're kind of saying, hey, I have kind of feel the same way. You know, I'm scared to leave my family and my friends. And that's, I mean, 100% true. I was scared. I was like, what? I mean, luckily, we had, like, you know, four of us that were going together. If it had been mm-hmm. me by myself, I don't know if I would have ever left. But we had a group of guys that were dedicated to what we were doing that made a huge difference. And we were all with the same goal, which is crazy. That's not normal. I mean, I I don't, I'm not even saying that it is, but if you have something like that, that obviously makes you take that first big step. And I always tell my my nieces and nephews, I'm just, I tell them all the time, I'm just like, look, just go see something. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, I'm like, just don't. I, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to not live here. Just go That sit, realize all these other places that there are and all these def- different people that there are that are very different than you and our family. So I try to encourage them to do that, but it's just hard.
1: Yeah, I tell people hard all the time, people. Just you got to try to move somewhere just to try it. I and mean, you don't have to stay, but people are right. very afraid of that. And I think that's a reasonable fear, especially now that I have kids and stuff like that. I get it. And even you could look yeah. at it as even a sad story in a way, but- Seth, our original drummer, moved to Seattle to be in Emory and then quit Emory, met his wife, lives out here, is very happy, loves it. His family is still very mad about that. His family is very mad at him (laughs) today about that. Like, it's a real problem. And his grandma said, why did he follow that idiot Matt out there? Like, that's her, the the direct quote from her. Why did she follow that idiot? (laughs) I mean, they lament the fact that their son, they they still ask ask him last week. Like you just got to come home. When is this going to end? That's the way they see it today. Yeah. So I understand people's fear about that. But on the other right. hand, the one I never understand is the one where they say, "I'm a 22 year old and I've got a couple thousand dollars in the bank and I just want to be careful and safe and make good decisions with my finances." Right. So, fuck! What get? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking? Are we going to regret that yeah. so bad? Like you, you, right now is when you can do something. Right now you can do something. Right. Later you cannot. And you definitely right. cannot, I know, because I can't do anything right now. I had to stay up all night just to record guitar tracks because I got kids and other responsibilities. <laughs> so when the deadline comes for the EP, I got to stay up late just to do the basic thing, you know, basic requirements. But it used to be, I have a. Well, we left for Seattle. We had, oh, we sound old. I know, but we had like we we said let's eat, save up three four hundred dollars and let's go. You know, it's way better with other people. Literally, that's what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> when we
3: moved to Seattle, I think I think I had like maybe five hundred dollars, yeah. maybe right. And we drove across the, the country with that money, spending like our money oh, for gas, totally. and then we all rented a, a you know an apartment together and all that stuff. I think I think that it's really easy, and and this is what's sad. I'm not trying to take over to a, turn this into a damn news, but you know that less and less people are moving and changing residencies like really? uh, this is from slate magazine my friends this is the damn news here i think in 2017 it was down uh only 11 percent of the u.s population changed residencies and that was down from 12 percent in 2013 and it keeps getting less and less like people i think are just more scared than they've ever been for some reason even though it's probably That's the probably best right. not probably it is by far the best time in human history even though there's so much wrong with this world it's the best time in human history, but it still feel it's more scary <laughs> mm-hmm. now in some ways. Like right. it, it, all, all, I mean, I, and I understand that. I feel like I'm more scared some some reason. But if you, it gives you a reason to go. Well, if I have this, then this, and that's why I, it, right. some people ended up not going with us, or some people didn't end up trying things or doing things. Like you go, well, I need this, this, and this, and then I can move, or this, this, and this, and that, then I'll have the thing I want. That's just never going to happen. The same well, way with and, kids. Like don't yeah. don't wait for kids. Right, it's never a great time to have them.
2: Well, and on top of that, I know we're trying to move on, but on top of that, being afraid also and staying also feeds into the fear that you already have. So, like for instance, every time we go to Mexico, my dad is like, "Please be careful; you might die." Yeah, or like Chicago. (laughs) I mean,
1: California, though.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they think that about anything. So, like, but when you go there. It's not at all. I mean, it's right. not at all like anything that they would ever imagine or that they would see on right. some crazy show. And it's just like, what? If you went there, you would love it. It's so awesome. I mean, it's just people are great. They're not killers. So, Devin, what else
1: hey. in this track specifically is worth paying attention to? We'll talk I think what'll happen is we'll talk about the meaning of the song up front and we can talk a little bit about yeah. the music of it after. Probably.
2: Um, this I mean, I love you know, how this one turned out, like the piano, I just think you did a great job with like the guitar and piano together on this one. I really, really like mm-hmm. that. Uh, the second verse changed kind of late in the game. You know, we uh, I kind of changed the direction of the second verse because it just didn't feel right um, to kind of a little bit more of a, I don't know, just a little bit more upbeat, kind of a different feel to it. And uh, I really, really love the end, especially just the piano and the chords and the way that and the guitar plays together. Uh, it just feels, I don't know. We kind of talked about this when we were in New Mexico, but it kind of feels a little, um, fantasy or something. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't really intentional. It just kind of came out that way. So I really, I'm happy about that.
1: Toby, any thoughts on this before we roll it?
2: Um, I love it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking this might've should have been our single. Like when I go back and listen to the whole thing, this one's just so neat and I love the opening. Yeah, the 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 piano work on this one and it feels like such an Emery song but like the music feels so f- maybe it's fun or or it's not that it's fun but it just maybe maybe I'm experiencing it in a fun way, but I just I do All really ahead. like this like it stands out as maybe it's even it still seems kind of aggressive but it's not like our heavy distortion breakdown stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. I know it gets there a little bit, but I'm just saying. <coughs> yeah, totally. I, I think that's just kind of. All neat. right,
1: I'm going to play a little bit of this "Jets to Brazil" and get the volume right so I don't spoil the intro of the song, and then I'll do it. So, so can the audience there tell me? Make sure that you hear this, uh, you know, at the level you'd like to hear it at, and we'll be quiet. And I had to walk across the room to start the
2: track. I think.
1: Okay, so y'all, uh, all right. So tell them the name of this song, the EP, and where they can get it. How they can get it.
2: All right. This uh, EP, our new EP, is called Dead End. Toby took the photo. It's beautiful. I Um, did the photo,
1: the artwork.
2: And uh, it's called Dead End. This song is called This Town. You can get it at emorymusic.com or our Indiegogo page. A lot of options. Go check it out.
0: I found my fear in the ashes of this town. suffocated on lessons I've learned made it out
1: You know, who was was there? People that remember us developing that song. That was the first one we developed when we started getting on Twitch and doing stuff online. Yeah. So to me, that one's interesting because that was the first song that we ever started to develop in the vulnerable way where people could you know see it, hear it, and stuff like that. And yeah. I hadn't been able to talk to anybody too much about if they remember it and stuff like that. And um, I'm excited to try to capture more of the process. I had to go offline to get some of the deadlines done, but next time I hope to show the whole. Even more of the guitar tracking process and all that.
2: It's cool. Actually, somebody, uh, I didn't think about it. You remember the song? Uh, of course, you guys remember the song. It was a B-side called Crumbling. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, a couple of people said that reminded them of that song. That's the first time I thought about that, but I think it kind of reminds me of that style a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see yeah. that. I think so. I was thinking about it being, like you said, Devin, uh, a little bit of a fantasy. In that song? Uh I was thinking about that earlier today. Do you think that it's common for an Emery song to feel like it's in somewhat of an alternate or fantasy realm? Because that kind of makes sense to me when I think about it that way. And when I, when I, I, what I'm picturing in my head when you say that is a slight alternate reality, like in Mario 2 when you go through the, oh yeah, you go through the other side, you know? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's
2: funny. Yeah, I guess you're right. We do kind of have that. Yeah, we kind of have that dreamy quality sometimes. Toby does that really well in. uh, I I thought the exact same thing for "Real Life" Mm -hmm. on Eve, and uh, I mean, even that—the whole idea of that song too. But just the feel of the vocals, a lot, a lot of. Feel like we do have that in a bunch of songs, just that kind of floaty.
1: Yeah, something. something about it makes sense to me because it feels like uh, it's not the real world, but because the the real world seems very weird in some ways. Like, uh, and Toby's kind of big on that whole principle of doubting the reality of the real world. You know, I was listening to this Spotify playlist. I'm doing it "Plays Me Without You" and a bunch of other stuff on there, and they and I keep hearing in songs now where you had this Eastern influence where they say like the "Me Without You" song where they say I I do not exist a bunch of times. And right. that makes a really good aesthetic in art and music, that whole thing of being, I don't exist. This isn't, you know, real or something. But really, they're saying they're not important. And what I hear Toby saying a lot of times is, oh, this is real. It's just I'm the only thing that's real. It's just me. Like, it's, <laughs> right. it's almost the opposite of Eastern <clears throat> meditative, like, d- dissolution of the ego. Toby's like, I'm here. I'm real. But everything else may be fake. I don't even know what else to even trust other than me. So it's like the opposite of I don't exist. Only I exist. But it's a
3: dream. World, I still right? kind of believe that.
1: <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> like
3: okay, well here's the thing. Here's the reason why. I I mean I couldn't have much better of a life. And I mean like y'all y'all should be honored. I created I'd y'all somehow. It. Or, or, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if I if I wanted to hang out with with people, if you could create your own world then maybe i actually created you yeah i know thanks and we're, friends, we're like that's pretty amazing i know my wife doesn't understand that if i try to tell her hey listen i might have created you she gets all upset with me. <laughs> well, d- who are you you're nothing you're no god get out of here but don't you think <laughs> that's kind of
1: like the it's kind of the opposite listening. of saying that i'm nothing it's like it's it's you cl- d- just saying you're everything <laughs> it's like it's right. <laughs> it's the opposite of i just am part of existence it's the opposite of that thought it's you're I right though I never
3: thought about story. it that way. It might be because yeah, I mean what else can I trust besides my my own consciousness or whatever, right? right. Like
1: so I mean like why would I
3: trust anything else to be real cuz I can't experience that. All I can experience is this one thing. But nonetheless so ob- it takes you
1: into a dreamy non-realistic state, which is and then oh, right. I think that gets expressed musically and then it starts to feel like really interesting yeah. territory.
2: Yeah, it's funny cuz I used to even in high school I used to think the same thing like if you were at a red light with somebody and you were looking at somebody across from you in a, re- a stoplight. Yeah. And and they exist, and then they're gone, and they no longer exist. I used to think that all the time. I'm like, well, they're gone. They, to you. they don't exist anymore. There is yeah. no lifeline there anymore. That one's gone, and then the next person moves on. So it's funny, because I feel like we've all kind of had weird, I don't know, maybe that's normal for everybody. I don't know, maybe not.
1: Well, I'm, I think it is kind of a cultural thing now, and it resonates in music for a reason that, You know, the Matrix resonates for a reason. Music that's dreamy resonates for a reason. And I think as as of now, like, remember when they did music about wars and Vietnam and that stuff? Like, it came out in the music, and we're in a time where people are really doubting, like, reality. And if they're real and who they are, you know? So I think that kind of comes out in different musical forms, I think.
2: All right, we want to move on to the
1: next song? let's do it. Okay.
2: Toby, what's this next song called?
3: Well, Devin, this next one's called the news. The news, yeah, it's it's, the, it's, it's the based news. off the damn news about, that I do on the Bad Christian podcast it's about fake news and politics. <laughs> it's just about my virginity. That's all. It's the very no. It's not at all really. That's what's funny. Like, it, I guess that's that line's so strong that. So when I went to write this song, I was like, uh, okay, I, I didn't know exactly what to write, but I wanted to capture. So this whole album is going to be experiences we've had with, with Emory and what we went through and, and where we were and where we've come, and, and you know, and all that in the middle and stuff like that. And so this song it just kind of like, like I've said this a million times, I feel like the Emory songs almost write themselves. Once they get started. It's like there's a song out there and I'm mining for it, and if I can find it, then sure enough, there, there's the gold or something. But uh, yeah. I wanted to write about the experiences I had because a, a with feeling super pressure, uh, being in the Christian world, and that we were Christians and it, things weren't lining up. And you you can <clears throat> you can first even see some of that I think uh, after our success, like with uh, the question, like listening to Freddie Mercury. The, you know the, 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 at the end end of that song, uh, it's, it's not our job to make anyone believe or whatever that was the first inkling of I, I think that I was given to the the audience there wait a minute hold on people are saying stuff and we're supposed to be this Christian band that are heroes for Christ and say Jesus on stage and stuff like that and it just started feeling super fake and so um that first line I lost my virginity when I knew there was nothing to lose it, it, because it did like i I did all kinds of fooling around before I got married and all this stuff and then I realized wait a minute what I uh, there isn't anything here. and the the whole reason I was holding on to this virginity anyway was for other people, not even myself. what what did it even mean? Like it it's it's a it might even be good and honorable to save your virginity till marriage. I'm not even questioning that, but I wasn't doing it for that. I was just doing it as like, oh, well, I got this V card or whatever in my back pocket. I'm still a Christian, right? Oh, you know, maybe I do maybe, maybe sometimes I look at porn or maybe sometimes I do this or that or whatever. but at least i'm I'm a Christian cause, you know, I haven't had sex. And I realized, wait a minute, this isn't even anything. I, I, I'm, I'm holding on to this thing as, as uh, I don't, how, how can I say this? I was holding on to, and this is just one part of my faith in God or one part of my American <laughs> Southern Christianity. But uh, I was holding on to it just to be able to say I had it, not, not anything to do with God or anything. And then, uh, so that's how the song starts because it's, it's the same thing. as I was holding on to my Christianity in a way that wasn't even actually Christian. It was I was doing it for other people, and I really did feel that strongly. And I know you guys did as well when we first started. Like, uh, uh, maybe not when we first started. But after we signed a Tooth and Nail and after The Weeks End came out, I started realizing, wait a minute, people aren't only looking at us as, oh, I, I love this band's music. That that happened for sure, but they started also looking at us like, oh, wait, they're Christians, and maybe they, they're doing it for Christ, and, they, and oh, this is how a Christian should be. And I, I started really going, wait a minute, can I be myself? What what if I, I disagree? What does this look like? Even so much so, you, you remember uh, we even, like, you know, dropped off some church shows and stuff because we felt so weird and uncomfortable and and bad about it. And then uh, some of this song goes into the discussion um, about the way people talked to us or treated us because of that, like expecting uh, uh, almost assuming I can remember standing uh, behind a, a fence one time and Dave was smoking a cigarette and this guy goes, Hey man, what are you doing? You can't, why are you smoking? You know, that's, that's wrong and that's evil. And so he started going on this whole preaching thing to us. We were at cornerstone, California. Um, and I I remember I got up and said something. There's been a couple of times where I try to get mad at the crowd. I don't know why. They're the people paying for the show, and, and I yell at them or say something mean or something. These Christian conferences, y'all y'all remember some of them probably. But uh, I said I've said some things in the past. Like uh, I think at this one was the one time where I said uh, it was after this guy said that or something. I was like, these people don't totally care about our music. It's music, and you gotta do right. this and be this, or else it's it's not. You know, it's not. And I was like, "This isn't art." It feels like it's just it's stripping me from the art because I want I'm, I want to create what comes out of my head, and then it, it be taken as art. And then, I mean, you can critique it, but not critique it because it's maybe not Christian enough or Christian enough for you. But I can remember that. Uh, I think I said, "Who here's a Christian tonight?" And everybody goes, yeah. You know, everybody who's not I was like, "Who here loves Jesus?" Yeah. And then, uh, I, and I said something. I think it was probably one of the times where I was like. Who here looked at porn and masturbated? You know, and everybody gets quiet. I don't know. I, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if y'all remember that. I, and I said something I do, like, who, yeah. uh, some, something like that. And then a couple of times it was like, who, I forget what it was. Who, who, uh, I, I forget, you know, just something obnoxious like that. Just right, to get a right. rise out of people. And I thought I was being cool and tough or something. I was being Prophetic, obnoxious dude. and stupid. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I was being, I was probably being dumber than them. I just, I was just mad and upset. And so that's what the song's about like just being upset with like wait a minute I'm just trying to figure this out and so I, I want to go through just a couple of the lyrics that, that that opening line and then uh one of my favorite lines is uh, your words have stuck with me like a bass player singing the blues that's the ode to old Joel Green our first bass player cuz he's yep. a blues he's a blues guitar player and uh he was our bass player at the beginning uh and he's still he's still around he's stuck with us forever um but so it goes on through and it's kind of talking about the conversations I felt like I had people just talking about you know, their Christianity and try to impose it on us. Even though I felt like I was a Christian, it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was enough. Um And uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm talking too much here. Is it? Should I? No, no, it's okay. You're, you're fine. Uh, okay. Um And then um let's see, I'm looking to hear the, so I said, we all will worship a God. And that's kind of going back to the Loki thought, Matt, there. Just, I just, I just, I've always thought that too, like no matter what, you're going to worship something. And I said, uh, the am that I am or or the one that's made of our thoughts, like <clears throat> worshiping ourself or whatever, or whatever it is you're going to worship. And the hope of life seduces us all to hold real truth and resist the fall. Like None of us wants to look stupid or do bad or, or do all these things, but th- that idea sometimes gets, gets us into trouble. Um, and then I said, a shepherd once whispered to me, God isn't what you think. Water made alive that will quench your thirst, but you will never drink. And I was picturing like the, the moment where I was trying to f- break free of some of the constraints and I was thinking like just that's a, like a prayer. And when and when you pray, hopefully God will talk to you in some form or fashion. And I was thinking if, if God was talking to me at that time, even audibly or whatever, it would be that this isn't what uh Jesus is or God is. Like this this whole thing, like maybe even just the band or maybe where we're at in life right now in, in the world, this can't be what it is because it this isn't a this isn't helpful or loving or caring or sacrificial. Like the way that we honor our God right now is the least thing you would call Christianity is sacrificial. And so it just, it, and it bothers me because I felt like, man, we were doing this thing and we were trying and we were eating 50 cent hamburgers. We were doing all this stuff. And, and not that we were heroes, but I felt like we were at least giving it our all And for somebody just to go, well, that you're not a Christian or, oh man, what are you doing? Or, you know, the same way I I still, I can still get riled up when people say, oh, you put a a lady's butt on the cover of your last album. like, you diminish it so quickly and that's only about you. There is nothing about me when you're in your statement because you don't know. You didn't ask me why. You didn't find out why I did something. You didn't choose anything. (laughs) All you did was impose what your thoughts are on me. And I know, I mean, who am I to complain? I know people have a lot worse than me. I'm not saying that. But that was just the thought of uh, the shepherd being maybe Jesus, or you know, would would say, "Hold on, whoa, man, this is just not right. This isn't what we planned here. This isn't what what was wanted, and it's not even good for you." Um, and then I even go into talking to a little bit, like I, I felt dishonest, but I knew what it would take—a voice I didn't have, a, a heart that was strong and brave. Some of that still was like just buying into it. There was tons of times where I just let people do stuff, or you know, th- you know oh, how many times after shows uh people would come up to me and just go hey can i pray with you let me pray for you right now it's like this doesn't feel real this feels so fake it feels almost sacrilegious they're praying for me cuz they're praying with Toby from Emory not i don't know if they even care maybe they think they do even but but in this moment i can't even have this real conversation it can't be there's no nuance in this it's if i say no you can't pray with me they're going to say well he's not a christian so i just i let them pray for me i did fake prayers <laughs> many times, I just closed my eyes like, "Lord, is this real? Like, I, maybe I actually prayed." But I was like, "What are these people doing? God, is this part of the job? Is it? Is this part of the pay and the, and the getting to be in a band or something like that?" So, all that to say that this whole song is a little bit of myself and the people that I felt like um didn't understand and and what they were saying uh, what they were saying to me and maybe the my reactions to them as well
1: did you s- use the news as a metaphor for like the christian music industry gets you in and makes you dance like a puppet or tighten you know was that
3: yeah I, yeah that's what i thought I, I just thought like you you get into something and it just it, it's tightening more and more around like you know like when you get in the music industry you already know there's <laughs> certain things that you have to do already like just being in a band and all all those things and being on a label and all that stuff, but it just got, it felt like it was getting tighter and tighter to, and in a sense, I was thinking uh, the tighter it get, the less my mouth could talk, the less m- less input I would give. It's less of me and just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just there.
1: Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's play this
0: one. I lost my virginity when I knew there was nothing to lose. blue but that's enough about me I'm sure you'd like to tighten the new reason violet
2: That's a good one. That's a real good one. Well, I appreciate that it. That
3: song it's so, is worth... Yeah. <laughs> I said, I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the thing about that song that I w- wanted to talk about is how is until it was absolutely complete, I had no confidence that it was going to turn out yeah. oh, even reasonable enough to release.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I I was singing the vocals. I was like, man, I'm really loving this song. It's really awesome. And then Matt calls me and goes, "Hey, um." So and I was like, wow, Just get to the point. What in the hell are you doing? And he's like, "I just don't. I don't understand this song at all. I just don't get it." There's all kinds of crazy things.
1: And then tell him why. There's a few reasons. Oh why. man, yeah. It was this really weird confluence of things. But what, but uh, the, the the other time that this has happened, something similar to this was on the, <laughs> on the song Rock Pebble Stone. When, and sometimes this happens when a song originates, or I do a lot of work on the arranging or come up with the original parts and then hand it off for vocals to be created when there was no, they weren't, it didn't originate with a vocal idea. And Toby will often just stomp all over what I was assuming was an obvious like pre chorus (laughs) verse or some structural thing, and he'll just sing stuff. And I knew he was gonna do that with this song because it was a complicated song. And I'd added a ton of sections that he had never heard. So I anticipated that he would probably really do the sections in a weird way that was going to be uncomfortable for me, but I was already ready to embrace it. And then when he sent me the tracks, (laughs) that was certainly the case, and then some. And then the recording was really all over the place. He sang in all these weird different styles. If you go back and pay attention, you'll hear him singing in totally different, what I would call characters at different times, and the recording levels were all over the place and it was just so impossible to figure out what he meant and what was supposed to go where and how it was supposed to sit and if he even knew what the verse even was and did he not notice that section repeated. And there was a bunch... I mean, it's a weird song. So it's just all this mismatch of parts and ideas and it tra- changes so much and repeats <clears throat> some stuff and not other things. It's just a weird song. And so we were going into the last... We were saying say, maybe this song's... Gonna, maybe it's just going to not work out and this will be... As we were coming under the deadline, I was like, maybe it'll be a three song EP, you know? <laughs> but I didn't wanna alarm Toby and tell him I did, thought he did a bad job on the vocals, cause it wasn't, I thought it was bad, but I was having a real hard time understanding it. And then um, when we were, even when we were in the studio, there was a, <clears throat> on top of those other things, there were two actual errors in the song where we were working so fast, where one whole section was a, the scream f- from Devin. On this town, it was the wrong song, and <laughs> yeah. he had sent me this track of him screaming. It was supposed to go, and it happened to wind up in a section that was like empty on this song. And it was this weird scream. What's the lyric on it, Devin?
2: Um, what is it? It's, it's from. It's kind of like from Rocky. It's about how many times you can get. It's up. about how many times you can get <laughs> up at the at the
1: on the last song on this town, and it was just sitting in the middle of the song somewhere. And I thought it sounded so weird, and it was in there until almost the very last minute that was throwing me off. And then there was a whole vocal line, that I saw, a payphone, that was deleted. Like, I didn't have that line. So I thought Toby yeah. was singing in these super weird places until we were mixing it two weeks ago, and we got the mix back. I was like, does this make sense? And they're like, where's the other vocals? I just, we didn't have them pasted. In it. That's how fast <laughs> it was put together there. I was completely freaked out. And then once Bo, who mixed the... Song Bo Burch always from sales and he does our mixing. He's the only person that's involved with Emery's career other than us and Reva. Um, he, uh, when he sent it back, he really, I thought did a, just a tremendous job. And now this is my favorite song and rock pebble stones the same way. It's like, well, this is way beyond huh. what I could have imagined. And if it didn't get pulled off, it's a joke of a fucking song. Whereas like a bunch of stupid parts put together for no reason. Like, can you imagine if it doesn't, become a song how bad like yeah. from a producer's point of view it has to feel done and if it's not done it's not done and you never know until you get right. there and if it doesn't get there it's not a song I mean it doesn't I mean and this is like a some weird disaster of a song if it doesn't get pulled off I love it and now it's the best one That's cool. Yeah. I, uh, one of the things I was trying to do was I I
3: wanted to be a little theatrical in this song and try and do push my voice as far as I could. And even so much so that we had talked about wanting to do something like, I mean, we're not going to be a show tune band, but I, I I love the idea of Devin and I have always, I mean, we, we can pull some of that stuff off vocally. And I wanted to see how you can, you can definitely tell that I think the clearest part. uh, Well, there's, there's one part where I sing really high and it, it, Feels like my voice is almost squeezed, but I just liked it because it felt raw and real. And then uh, I took what I had, the vase and the purse. That part there right before uh, with the curtain. Yeah. Right, Do
1: you think of that right as a middle. character? Are you imagining you're some other person in these, these sections so disconnected from a pop song where the lead vocal has an identity and it's consistent all the way through the song? You know who you're listening to. This is like you're playing a bunch well, of different characters in one song. Well, that's kind of the way
3: I've I, I felt about it. Like I felt like. Uh, there are different characters. Some of the, like one of the characters is people, a, a person talking to me and pushing their Christianity on me. That that in particular is the the bold part where I, I feel like, well, you know what, this is all I can do. So I'll 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 take your praise, I'll take the money I get, and I'll go with it. And then there, there's the soft higher vocal, this the weak me, this questioning everything. There's a soft, you know, where all, all you're right in a way. I don't know if it's necessarily characters, but maybe that's the best way to say it. It's 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 different personalities expressing themselves at different times throughout you know the song
1: mm-hmm. i was just thinking like i can't i don't know how to tell give toby feedback on here to fix this stuff like are we gonna just could you just sing it and i, <laughs> I couldn't think of any way without making you feel bad or upset but i couldn't understand the song until it was all it. i
3: knew you were doing that i was, I was like trying. why don't you just tell me he doesn't like <laughs> why it i, I just, wasn't i didn't like tell, it how long
1: we've we been friends I mean, I like it. But then it worked out. <laughs> I mean, I have... It worked I, out totally. Well, you know, I think that's one of the uh, really important qualities in uh, creativity or or at least music producing is to be able to see something that before it's done and understand what it could be, you know? So it's more like... Yeah. It might not be bad, but I haven't... It, it's not convinced me, but to have enough faith to see it through and get all the way through. Like, you hear... Like, if you go back and listen to our demos, we can find the demo for this. It's not good if you... If you don't listen to it right. But if you're just listening for one thing that could make you feel something and then you build off that and that's all you see in the demo and it's worth chasing and it's worth trying and then it's worth doing an ambitious thing and then if you can pull it off and it becomes a song and it is one, you do it. Because sometimes we do stuff and it never, you know, we've done stuff that we put out that I think didn't really work. And then there's stuff that we've tried to do and it didn't work. And you don't put it out because it's horrible. Like to go for some ambitious thing and not pull it off is so bad. It's like, it's the worst. I, I, after
3: all these years, you still don't trust me, no, my friend. I, this I remember, is me trusting. I remember,
1: that's what I'm saying. I remember I'm you so remember great.
3: You and because I trust you. I remember you and da- I remember you and Dave going. I, we don't know about this old butcher's mouth song, and this might not be any good. I remember y'all saying, "I was like, no, trust me, it's going to be good." Yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> I don't give you what you want. I give you what you need.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's the way it feels. <laughs> that's the way it feels in process. But if you do, tr- I mean, there's a amount of trust there Is what I'm saying. That's the amount of trust on this one. I knew. Right. Don't just make him redo it. Try to figure it out. Anyway, this one turned out really good in my view that way.
4: All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for the next two songs on the Dead End EP The Road Beneath My Feet. and said
0: that God told you And some of
4: us. And if you want to go ahead and get them now, you can join Land through our website, emorymusic.com. IndieGoGo at igg.me forward slash at forward slash Emeryland or by subscribing right on Twitch where we record these on video live for you every Tuesday night. And that's twitch.tv forward slash Emery Music. Signing up doesn't just get you the EP, it also gets you access to our community on Discord. If you've never heard of Discord before, I know they talked about it a little bit on this episode, but it's basically an instant messaging platform Kind of like AOL from back in the day. Devin's uh, sharing some lyrics and whatnot. Matt's been talking about gear, pedals, and amps, and recording, and all that kind of stuff. Toby's in there cracking up jokes. You know, it's a fun time. It's a party. Come hang out. The best place that you can find all the info is by going to emerymusic.com. Until next week, see you in Emoryland.
3: fabulously delicious the french food
0: podcast bon app hey there i am johnny christ from revenge sevenfold and i've got a podcast called drinks with johnny you're gonna want to check out i sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life from professional wrestlers to actors comedians fighters musicians